This podcast series is brought to you by the International Publishers Association in honor of our 125th anniversary. Each episode is a short story told from the perspectives of our global publishing community. We hear their personal stories, where they started, and their journey into the world of publishing. Join us in welcoming Hermann Spruit, former president of the International Publishers Association from 2008 to 2010. That's the only question I have to admit, which I could not make much chocolate of. Uh, I understand what you were saying. Um, it is, of course, and that's with all the uh, children, small children, it is um, uh, listening to your parents and telling their stories um, and not necessarily uh, stories with uh, once upon a time, but also history or nature or anything like that. Uh, and it's interesting in publishing because um, you actually see that a lot of storytelling, of course, is the basis of any writer, be it um, uh, starting back when they were very young or uh, later on. But I'm not a writer. Uh, that's not given to me. So I ended up with a publisher, which is <laughs> maybe second best. <laughs> um, so, uh, no, this was a, was a question which, um, uh, which I said, well, okay, you know, there is not a specific moment in time, but when I changed it around and say, when I was traveling as, uh, as for IPA or in any other publishing role, uh, going into different countries and listening to the stories, and I'm not talking only about um, um, uh, uh, Baudour and, and, and your area, but also in Korea or in Japan or in Americas. Um, Germany, of course, it's uh, France. The stories are different, but uh, in the end, have a basic rhythm, a, a basic which is almost everywhere the same. And it is either a child which is um, uh, getting lonely, or is on high feelings and then somebody happens where it's changing. So the, the, the baseline is eventually that all those cultures come together to the basics. If I might say that might even be the same for religions and, and, and other beliefs in people. And I found that very important and, and I know I'm expanding and I will do it because it's not an answer on your question, to your question. But when I was, uh, traveling in the Emirates, and I was talking to one of my colleague publishers there, when I was the chairman of, of the president of IPA. He said, sir, we are sent because we are made from sand and we go back to sand. And that's the same what somebody else told me, Mr. Bake, in Korea. What we eat and what we live, that's what we are. And that's what you find in religions and that's what you find everywhere in the world. So that's a, a jump to that same element that I was referring to when I was talk, talking about children and their first stories. Somebody told me only recently who didn't know me, she said, you are every object and every encounter you have, you make a story out of. And that's true. We have a, a chair, which is one example, which is from five or six generations back. And the story I'm telling people, this is where grandma, three generations, four generations, ago passed away. 
This is where she used to put her feet on. This is where a pregnant woman was saying, oh, Sensi, I, I'm not, I can't sit there. You see what I mean? So when, when objects get a story, they start to get a life in the sense that they are, you start connecting with the back and the past and, and, and of course the future, or at least uh, today. I was a member of the board of STM in the early end 80s, early 90s of last uh, century. And I became involved in IPA's copyrights and library activities. And I went to uh, the 1988 London Congress. And later on to the second copyright symposium in Paris in 1990. And that was a period where publishers wouldn't go they would go to congresses, but they wouldn't go to copyright symposia because that was for the lawyers, for the legal councils. But I went there and I was hooked because I've understood how important copyright is for us and especially would become because of the already then started digitization and the changes which that would uh, bring into this world. So, uh, and later, later of, co of course, uh, literacy and freedom to publish and free flow of information were adding to it, but that's the, that's the start. Um, and um, when in the end of the 90s, 1997, um, we were in STM publishing and Elsevier Science active in and pioneering in supporting the building of a technical infrastructure for digital management of copyright, uh, rights management, access permissions, management, managing permissions. We realized that it actually was not only important for the science publishers, but the rest of the world. Uh, all the publishers would have, in the end, um, um, be affected. Um, so that was why um, IPA again came in, because um, Alain Grunt, the president at that time, said, this is interesting for the whole publishing world, so let's engage IPA in that rights management. Uh, and I can tell you a lot about it, but about the DOI uh, and so on, but I leave it here. But that's, those were the, the first parts uh, of my engagement with IPA. First of all, of course, it's the basis. Uh, uh, it's a contract between author, illustrator and the publisher. And trust, and I would say like-mindedness is very important. Um, as a publisher, you try to find creative characters, but you have to have a click with them and vice versa. Um, for an author who ha doesn't have a click with his publisher and his editors, it doesn't work. So that's one element. The other one, that's more the, the global element in it, is between publishers. When you start selling rights, uh, it's exactly the same. You have to have a like-minded publisher um, in front of you or eh, where you do business with. It's a bit changing now in those big publishing houses. But the basis of publishing is trust, is like-mindedness, and is uh, actually um, 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 the same view on the world from different perspectives, of course. That is the charm of international publishing and rights management. So in that case, um, uh, I always favored um, 
the, 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 the regional platforms and the international platforms like IPA, uh, because um, for world rights trading, you need an infrastructure like IPA. So um, that element of what you call sacrosanct is um, actually um, giving a body by the infrastructure structure as uh, um, uh, IPA has delivered over the years, like the PAs, of course, in the different countries or the uh, regional associations like the Arabic publishers or the, um, uh, the African publishers or so. Copyright is the basis of our industry, especially in the Western world, and now I would say globally. And the Bern Convention, uh, convention uh, actually was the, the basis um, uh, uh, for it. Although um, uh, several European publishers uh, uh, signed that Bern Convention, and we had to do um, um, quite some work to get our American friends and others in to start with. But copyright, but copyright at that time was uh, um, uh, uh, it's a, was a function um, which protected and was already, um, of course, in different ways uh, expressing itself. The droit d'auteur is different from the copyright and the fair use explanation. But leaving that, um, the copyright became more and more important later on in the creative industries because it's, of course, not only to literature and to books, but also when the digitization started. And I was lucky enough to work in the publishing industry in the period that digitization started. And we had to find our ways in, at one end, protecting the rights, protecting the sweat of the brow of the individual author and illustrator and those people, at the same time, making that work available around the world so not locking up, but protecting the rights, but making sure that it would be resellable and, and could be used all over the world. So there, of course, freedom to publish and free flow of information start to connect, if I uh, would like to say, or would, should say. <coughs> so copyright even became more important. And I told you earlier about um, uh, the management of copyright, rights management and management permissions. That was... Um, rather simple in basic contracts in the print world, and still is, but now in the digital world, it is much more fluid and you need more instruments, especially uh, because people expect in some areas of publishing um, that um, an instant flow of information directly to your desktop. And you have to make sure that, that the rights are managed in a proper way and the people who have created that work get proper credit or compensation for it. Um, when you talk about freedom to publish, it started with the free flow of books. That's when IPA started. That was one of the three pillars at that time. Of, uh, because there were barriers uh, everywhere in the world, uh, frontiers and, and, and taxes and, 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 and all kinds of other things, as you know. But eventually, of course, it became more and more important because some areas um, which we um, uh, were, were protecting like in Europe, people did, if you see that in Holland, there was, were a lot of books published. We were not allowed to be published in France or in England. So a lot of the basis of the international culture of the Netherlands was because it was quite tolerant. We can discuss that, by the way, but nevertheless, 
and a lot of free thinkers came from other countries in Europe to print in Leiden or uh, with the Elsevieria or in Amsterdam or in Antwerp. Uh, the, 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 the low countries were, were larger than the Netherlands alone. So the Huguenots came and so on. So um, that, that element of uh, not being free to publish what you want and not expressing what you're thinking and what you said what thought was important for, uh, to the world, we found later on when sort of in Europe that became the state of the art or we accepted, not in other parts of the world. So the, the constant fight um, for freedom to publish and freedom to speech is something which uh, IPA did a lot of work across continent and cross country, cross culture actually. I'd like to dwell on two subjects, two um, moments in time. One was in 2009 uh, in Columbia Law School, where I, as the president of IPA, was representing non-American publishers, actually the rest of the world publishers. Um, because just to refresh your, um, your memories, Around 2002, Google launched its book search program and they started to scan library content in the US, creating Google library. And uh, that was of great concern to the publishers in the world, including the American publishers. But since Google was an American company, the American Association of, Association of American Publishers, AAP, started with some large publishers in the US to work on an agreement with Google, which ended up in the Google settlement. That became a problem in itself because there where the American publishers arranged for themselves a, re a relation, no less volens, with um, um, Google, the rest of the world was not included in this discussion. So you can understand what happened. A lot of our members from all over the world, be it, be it France or Japan or Korea or Latin America or any place, came to IPA and said, what can we do to get as much pressure as possible on Google and a bit on the AAP to make sure that we are included and that our books are also part of, that, that we can protect our, our copyright and our rights. Because I had to say, and maybe I missed that, that library program was done without the consent of publishers and with the granting of rights. So it was illegal. And everybody agreed in the publishing industry, it was illegal to do that. But the big power of Google, of course, was a problem. Well, <clears throat> I was allowed um, to speak on behalf of the rest of the world to the American publishers and Google to talk uh, about that to Google settlement, um, because if I'm right, out of the 8 million books at that time in the process of scanning, 5 million were non-US uh, published, uh, uh, published works. French, German, Dutch, uh, Japanese, uh, Korean, so it, Spanish, of course, uh, Portuguese. So all those books, more than half, was not actually governed by the US copyright 
uh, as, as because the rights were in our in our in the rest of the world. So that was one uh, moment where I was. Um, um, uh, yeah, I, I'll never forget. Um, another one is uh, defending freedom to publish, and this is much shorter stories, but it is much sadder. Uh, we were once in Istanbul. Uh, and we were there because eventually of the Freedom to Publish Prize. We were there for the um, uh, preparing for the book fair. I, th- I don't know exactly where we do that. And at a certain moment, the publishers said, sorry, it's now a quarter to 12. We have to go, and maybe it was at one o'clock, but I, I remember it was quarter to 12. We now have to stop the meeting for a moment because every day or every Friday, I don't know what, but every day we go to the court and stand, start picketing with local authors and publishers in front of the court because they um, had uh, put a publisher in jail. And when you read about it or when you give a freedom to publish price, as I did as a, as a, as a president of IPA, that's then you are in a comfortable environment. But here, all of a sudden, we were standing on the street and you realize that those people are doing this every week, every day, every, I don't know exactly what the frequency was, but they were there out to be, to show the world that it was not right, that that, um, um, uh, was it, uh, lawyers and, and that, uh, that, that judges had put a publisher in jail. And I know what the story was, because the story was, it was one of the French books out of the, I think, 17th or 18th century, where some paragraphs or elements were not accepted anymore by the law at that moment in in, in Istanbul. Um, So it was not a new published work, it was a a republished publication of one of the corpus of the, 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 well, I think it was a French um, uh, book. So, um, yeah, those two elements are for me, were for me uh, important moments which you never forget. Well, first of all, it comes very close to you when you are standing there with other people like-minded. This um, used IPA to get more pressure on the infrastructure as we did and we did in all kinds of countries. I can give you whether we went to, I'll I'll come to that in a minute. Um, But if you believe in freedom to publish and free flow of books and and the content of those books in the context of where, where and when it was written and where and when it was um, um, expressing ideas from at that moment, then it is important that we realize that we should allow that also today. Uh, book burning and all those uh, elements where you destroy content or make a content and, 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 and ideas not available to the rest of the world, you're actually, um, well, yeah, how, how shall I say it? You, you, put, you put people in an intellectual prison if you don't allow them to have access to that to that stuff, to that content, which won't say that you would subscribe to the content. There is a lot of content I would not subscribe to. Uh, I would never publish it myself, 
but that won't say that you wouldn't be, it would, would stop it. And that's the freedom to publish discussion, the freedom to speech discussion as well, uh, as long as it is not uh, limiting uh, other people, and you don't need to read that book if you don't like it, then I think it is unfair to block it from, to access for people who are interested in that content. And, and, and being part of a group who is expressing that because of what they felt was unjust and injustice, um, gave another emotional element uh, to um, to uh, yeah to the concept of free flow of information and and, and freedom freedom to publish. The role of IPA in the period that I was vice president of IPA it was four years, and two years president of IPA. I visited a lot of countries with, at the request of the Publishers Association or individual publishers there because they wanted to bring me and they put me on to the, uh, the, the, the government of, 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 of Japan, to China less, to um, Cairo, to, uh, to, to Egypt, to France, to Americas, when, we, when the Patriot Act, Act came. So it's not only the Far East, it's not the Middle East, it is Western countries as well, um, where, and, and Americas, uh, where we say, okay, please come and help us and show that there is another view in the world and that we are not alone in what we request from our governments. We can't, we need pressure and help to show how important this is and how these elements which we are fighting for are accepted in the rest of the world. So this is, is all over the world. It is a lot of countries and also in the Netherlands now and then. Um, uh, it is important that the, 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 the Dutch PA is supported by IPA when it is versus, for example, the fixed book price or the VAT. So it can be very mundane and not content related, but also, well, the business of book publishing. Um, it is important that IPA is the, and that, that the president or the vice president is coming there and saying, I'm here on behalf of the world, introduced by the local publisher and saying, this is our view and please take this into account. And for example, and I was mentioning Egypt, where I was with my friend uh, um, Ibrahim Amoralem, who was uh, a vice president in my period, <coughs> that was about Google, because Google was interested in starting to create an, 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 a library in Arab, um, 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 in Arab languages. So he, and, and I explained to the Minister of Culture, and I think some other, I think, um, some other ministries, to explain what the risk is if you give away your heritage and the literary heritage of your country, the, the content of uh, um, uh, the, the library of, uh, of Alexandria, uh, because if you do so, you are actually giving away um, the business opportunities for your country, and you're giving away for the purposes in your country, and you're giving away um, uh, the, 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 what is it? To control what you want to do at what a price you want to sell that, that information in what kind of context or something like that. So you, you, you create actually competitors which are unfair competitors. Several uh, uh, publishers and uh, publishers associations asked us to defend 
the individual, the right of the individual pub publisher in school books, for example, because a lot of states, countries think it is more effective and, and cheaper to get state publishers going into the national curricula. Um, and I'm not talking about the element of the content because that allows the, 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 the government to influence the content, but I'm simply referring to it, the fact that you kill actually a, 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 an important part of the local publishing infrastructure if scholarly publishing is not poss possible anymore or is, 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 they have to fight an unfair fight against the taxmen and, and, and tax subsidies and so forth. So again, all these elements, it is important for IPA to, 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 to support the local PAs and the local publishers with their governments. And that's what was on the basis of IPA in um, uh, 19, of 1899, the first Congress. Mr. Murray, I will, uh, I, I, Mr. Murray, John Murray said at that time, it is important that we help each other cross border and, and, and share the knowledge we have and the content and, and the, the concept we have. Uh, the strategic alliances uh, in the period um, when I was uh, active, before and later on as well, uh, with WIPO and UNESCO are very important um, because um, the we talked about the content infrastructure for creative industries. Um, and that's not only fighting illiteracy, but it is also positively support literacy and reading. Well, we did it with UNESCO. With UNESCO and the Library Association, IFLA, we, in line with what we said earlier, tried to support and get funds for libraries which were destroyed Sarajevo, but also I think there was in Germany, went in flames, uh, I forgot the name. Um, Alexandria had a problem where we uh, where gen uh, generously uh, publishers um, um, uh, gave their books to those. Uh, and IFLA, International Federation of Library Associations, was very active in it and always asked us for their support, for our support to their, their case. Um, which we also did because I said you told you in the first pass that my activities were on copyright and on libraries. And um, I was able to chair more than 28 meetings over the period end 90 until 2010, where we talked together with libraries about what, where, what was binding us literacy, what we agreed to disagree, because the right, of course, the library has a different view on something, the prices of books <laughs> to start with, or some elements, uh, but also where we could support each other in UNESCO with the World Book Day and with the uh, uh, World Book Capital City and all those things. Well, the same applied to WIPO, where with WIPO, we worked a lot on those creative industries. And I was uh, asked by WIPO, um, I think in the end, uh, uh, the, 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 the end 90s, early 20, 2000, 2003, I think, to sit in the library advisory committee of, uh, sorry, in, in the WIPO advisory committee and what the industry advisory committee, that's what it's called, sorry. Um, so the WIPO industry advisory committee and I was 
allowed on behalf of IPA to represent the creative industries vis-a-vis, -vis, let's say, the airline industries and the, and the, and, and the uh, luxury goods uh, and um, all kinds of other industries. So we were uh, really there. And what did it help? How did it help us? Because with the, the, the lawmaking instruments WIPO has, we were able to help them in, in um, defining what is important and what's less important, or what we should be generic and what we should not be generic. And at the other hand, vice versa, we could help them when they were attacked is our own world, but they were asked to do a lot for the blind people and the excess of books and literature for blind people. But that, of course, involved costs for publishers and new ways of publication. And, and, and we as IPA were really working with WIPO to find ways in allowing larger groups of audiences to get in, in touch, but also were able to read or to with, uh, with e-books and digital books, but also with uh, listening books, uh, how do you call them? To make sure that that um, um, uh, that they could offer to individual countries um, elements of law uh, elements which they could use into their laws to make sure that there was a better access to the blind or the visually impaired or something like that. So the, you can't do it alone on your own. You have to do it with others. The idea. And therefore, you get a better leverage in that liter literacy or in that copyright of the exceptions of copyright, eh? exceptions for libraries, exceptions for, for, the, for, the, for the visually impaired, and so forth. So yes, those are important things. And it helps to get a better world, world or at least to allow groups in, all of, in every country, all over the world, who are impaired in one way or the other, to have access to what we feel is important and that is literacy and, 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 and allowing them to access them, exit it, to access it on their own. Because it's one thing that I'm reading you a book, it's another thing that you can access it yourself and cho choose yourself. Yeah, the, the world is changing and in the period um, I happen to be active in the publishing world as a, in the managerial part, not in the, in the non-executive period. <coughs> I, um, I was part of that feeling and, and, and guessing and where are we going into? We know there will be digitization, we know there will be intent in in um, instant access to content, eventually there will be databases, there will be repositories, there will be um, very quick um, 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 access to information, or you can spit out information very easily and it becomes it comes on platforms. So we discussed about elements like the CD-ROM and eBooks and all those things. But now, 20 years later, 20, 25 years later, you see that's all materialized. And a lot of changes which were imminent because of that very sad COVID, uh, um, 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 we, um, we were speeding up elements uh, uh, and using more opportunities than we ever had 
to disseminate information in different ways and how and allowing people to, to consume information which they formerly didn't have access to. We were working, maybe I should mention two, two or three things. First of all, people access of scientific information, medical information where people didn't have access to in the past, 25 years ago. Because of the digitization, because of all kinds of agreements, STM publishers and IPA publishers, but STM publishers uh, made with local governments and met, um, uh, as, uh, as, uh, medical associations to make sure that scientific information would be available to the public, we started something. But the usage is now manifold because you can't go to your medical doctor. You can't go to this. We have now the search engines of, 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 of Google and, 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 and Microsoft and, and all those others. So, yes, we can now access and the content is there. And the content over the last 25 years, we created an, a, a body, a corpus of content that can now be accessed. And because of COVID, people are now using it in a, for, in a much um, higher, larger scale than they ever did. That's one thing. So that's medical information. Then schooling, you mentioned, very important subject. We know about the blackboard. We know about new tools in classrooms. Um, uh, but all of a sudden, even my grandchildren, two years, uh, a year ago, we had three grandchildren in our house because the parents were um, um, uh, at, were in, uh, how do you call it, um, uh, in, lock, uh, in sort of lockdown because they were fearing they had, uh, had the illness. So they were here. They were put in three rooms and they got their laptops and they started to work and we were supervising those children. And if you saw that very first moment in March 2000 and you see now how they are easy and easily working with their laptops and with their, with their, their, their um, what is it, um, iPads and other things, um, doing their homework, missing, of course, their friends, but at the same time, um, because a lot of the infrastructure was already digital, together with the teachers uh, who now were forced to start to read loudly in front of the three or four or five years, or to explain the books to the, uh, to the, the 15 year olds, you see that we can now make a much more better use of what we're, we publishers have invented in the last 25 years as an infrastructure. So yeah, there are many opportunities which we now can grasp. At the same time, there is a role for IPA and alike purposes associations to make sure that we keep the momentum and make sure that what is now coming to us, that is there is too much information, too much unfiltered information, too much information which actually start to get hate between people, how to, not control in a negative way, but to, to channel information so that people um, can choose what they really want to hear and not are exposed to all kinds of things they don't like. And I don't need to talk about the, 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 the religion problems we have in, in Europe here, um, uh, but if, uh, even in the principal Protestant church in the Netherlands, you see that they, that they don't want... Uh, other people to ridiculize their principal stance into the vaccine, for example. 
And you have to make sure that you protect people and allow them to have their own views, but also to make sure that people are not, well, bombarded by information like the tweet, the Twitter and all these things. Now, I'm not talking about the political systems, but it is, of course, um, publishers can play a role there in challenging and channeling and finding. Uh, and that is one of the elements which is always um, important for, and I'm going back to the basics of book publishing, that is, of course, the the, 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 the imprint, uh, of, be it an imprint or the BBC or CNN, I don't know what, of Al Jazeera, I can't, I can't, but you know, they have a certain set of quality marks. They want to deliver information in a certain way for a certain audience. So it helps you to, to make your choices in the big, well, uh, overwhelming um, um, uh, size of information, um, uh, which is now uh, coming over us. So that's, I see a, a, a big role for and a large role, how do you call it, an important role for, for publishers to make sure that those infrastructures which we have built are used for contemporary issues and subjects and political situations which we have now. Well, um, first of all, that publishing is fun and that working international and in an international environment with like-minded people is, um, is very important. Uh, and also um, uh, allow yourself to do, develop yourself more and better as, an, as a world citizen. citizen. That you, um, that you really realize I'm a part of, a, of not of a smaller part or in, 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 in a small country uh, or in a village or in on, on the continent versus the the bridge in America in England we have a house in England so I see that you see the difference already <laughs> now and so I find I think that's very important and 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 I would like to bring to mind um, something about John Murray in 1899 answer to the question what is the object of the congress you are going to organize that was the first international publishers congress in london mind you i uh, and uh, 1800 and what do you expect to accomplish and this is what he answered good fellowship to come to know one another personally to speak face to face Establish true international friendship and camaraderie, companions, uh, companionship. So if trade difference and any other difference I'm saying now arise in you on any country, the representatives of the purposes may to apply to their confrères in those other countries to receive the benefit of their counsel and their experience. That was said more than 100 25 years ago, and it still applies. Individual publishers, they are business people. IPA is a trade organization. I'm very mundane and very simple as a Dutchman. But at the same time, there is all those other pillars, pillars but it boils down to a platform where people can meet and speak despite all the technology that we have now and all the difference we, we, we have. So yes, there is a role for, for IPA 
And I'm very confident that um, the next uh, 25 years and maybe 125 years will be very successful um, um, IPA acting, but uh, not the way they did 2500 years ago, on the same spirit though, but of course um, linked to what is necessary at that moment for the publishers and their business. The infrastructure of IPA uh, and the people who are committed and, and, and all the people I'm mentioning, they are still committed. I'm committed a bit further off now because I didn't want to, after 20 years, to be in front of all my, uh, my, my successors. <coughs> but I'm still following it. So, yes, but it is, it, as you said, it is not the president who is doing this. It is not the vice president who is doing it. It's not when I was the chairman of, 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 of boards which I, and, 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 and committees and so on, which is the work. But it is the total work and you do it together in a truly international environment with all people from all the world. And if I see where we have met in copyright conferences in Turin and in, 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 in Heidelberg and in, uh, what was it, in Japan with uh, the, the STM, where we traveled with um, uh, all over the world. Uh, uh, I shouldn't forget um, Montreal, so Montreal. So um, uh, it was always traveling around the world uh, visiting people in their own countries and doing it together. This podcast series is brought to you by the International Publishers Association. The IPA is the world's largest federation of national, regional and specialist publishers associations. Our membership comprises 86 organizations from 71 countries in Africa, Asia, Australasia, Europe and the Americas. Through its members, IPA represents thousands of individual publishers around the world who service markets containing more than 5.6 billion people. Learn more about the IPA by visiting www.internationalpublishers.org.